Welcome to and almost starring the show where each week we take a film and break down the cast and including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And we're, we're back. back. And today we're looking at 10 things I hate about you. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. <laughs> I forgot to say the name of the movie. <laughs> we were very excited. Uh, well, you clicked on the episode. You, you know, know a movie, I assume, unless you're auto-playing and you're just throwing caution to the wind. You could be doing that, listener. Oof, living large. Well, you know, you're just binging and almost starring. and you, Like you do. Like one does. Um, <laughs> well, either way, we are indeed back. Amy Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jeff. Um, I have missed doing these. I've missed having you around the house. So you were <laughs> ooting a boot on the high seas. Sure was. Sailor Jeff. That's right. I, I was a sailor. I, you know, fastened the rigs and... Uh, you sound really confident uh, in your swab, job. Swabbed the poop deck. Oh. I know about that. I know that was a job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, yeah, I was, oh, uh, hoisting the main sail and t- t- sailor's knot. That's that's definitely a knot. The knot that I knew while well, being a sailor and whatnot. <laughs> he was doing million dollar quartet. Yeah, I was, doing, I was acting. <laughs> I was doing an acting job. Brag. Uh, I did uh. not get to swab the poop deck. Uh, you say that as though you're disappointed. Well, you, you want to do it once, just to say you've done it. So much. If they'd made oh, there well, are cruise lines that make the entertainers swab do the poop stuff. deck. Well, they make the swabbing duties. I'm not. Oh kidding. my god, they're making Tracy Turnblad <laughs> yes. mop the floors. They are. No. Yes. Yes, especially on some of the other cruise lines where you're doing more of like a review and it's like you're <laughs> okay if you're doing a review and all bets are off. Well, I feel like if you're what... playing a named character, I don't know. I don't think you I don't think they're putting a mop in your hands. There may be some kind of hospitality nonsense, but uh Yeah, I've just I've heard tell. I've heard tale. <laughs> Okay, listener, well, if you've heard tale you know, too, I, you let I'll, us know. I, you know what? Honestly, I believe it. Based with some of the shenanigans that I had to deal with these past eight months, I will believe it. Uh, listener, it's so good to have you here with us. Hi. And uh, make sure, if you aren't already, subscribe to us so you're always getting our new episodes. Now that we're back, you don't want to be like, "Oh yeah, didn't they come back like two months ago?" Because oh, we'll have shoot. seven more episodes for I've you. I missed so many eps. You're missing so many of those eps. Uh, and as for this ep, ten things I hate about you came out on March 31st, 1999, and was directed by Gil Younger and written by Karen McCullough and Kirsten Smith. Uh, and this is April. This is Shakespeare's birthday month. Trust and believe, listener, that uh, that's part of why we were doing it this month. And I was like, well, we could do it later. But um, I think we need to honor the bard. Absolutely. And we wanted to just kick us off with a real fun episode for oh, our yeah. first episode back because uh, Shakespeare, he was baptized on April 26th and his birthday is celebrated on April 23rd, St. George's day so we could have done this a little later but we got another fun episode for then so we wanted to do this one now uh amy joe what is your experience with 10 things i hate about you had you seen it before i had seen it before i believe i saw this in theaters um i would have been in high school when this came out so i was prime time um i definitely saw it in high school even if i didn't see it in theaters this is one i definitely remember watching because i was a shakespeare nerd but this wasn't like rushing to the theater like Boz Lerman's R and J because it wasn't explicitly right. that. Like I didn't see Clueless. I mean, if you've listened to our Clueless app, I probably have more info for you there. But like, I didn't watch it when it came out, even though it was based on Emma, and I liked yeah. Emma until like 
my senior year of high school and it was long set. So I don't think I, I wasn't like, Hey, you know what? I know how much you love that 12th night. And you know what movie I know you haven't seen is the Amanda Bynes starring. She's the man. You're correct. I with Channing not. Tatum as Orsino. I've never seen I think Channing his name Tatum is in a movie. I've never seen him in a film. <laughs> never seen the man in anything but a trailer. That is just a fact. I love you. You should have. I, that means you're going to run into him and meet him and have no idea who this gentleman is. Look, as you did, listener Amy Jo just told me she was at an event and saw Michael Emerson of Ben Linus of Lost fame and person of interest. Whoever watched that, but everyone I didn't see Lost, but everyone saw Lost. Never saw he, an episode. He was a big famous villain on it. Amy hey, Joe, this is just a nice gentleman that we're having a great chat. We with. had a lovely chat about <laughs> acting and about Eugene <laughs> O'Neill. Uh, you know, and then he's talking about stuff he's done. I was like, oh, this guy is like, this guy's worked a lot. He's talking about when he was in the last Broadway revival of the Iceman Cometh and everything. Right. But, you know, we're just like chatting like nerds do. And so, then later I looked him up. I was like, oh, he was in a lot of episodes. So you are you are destined now to meet Shannon Tatum and just think like, I don't know, he's some good looking doofus. I would recognize him, though. Okay, I now enough. recognize Timothy Chalamet, even though sure. I've never seen him in a motion picture. Mm. Um, I saw that new Death on the Nile and I was like, who? Who oh. is this guy playing yeah. Simon Doyle? And later I was like, oh, it's no oh, notorious cannibal, cannibal army, army hammer. hammer. But I didn't know what he looked like. You know, so it's a give and take. Um, sure. But I I have strong recognition for drag queens out of drag, you know. Um, you know what? We all have our strong suits. We do. We sure do. Uh, and yeah, I did not see this in theaters, but this I did see this after the fact. Like, I was very averse to all of these, like, high school-type movies. same. I just didn't care about them. Except Clueless and this one. And Clueless I saw more. Clueless seemed to be, like, in the rotation of, like, mm. movies, I think, like, within high school, within college that people were watching. And Tim Hate About You, I've seen, like, I think I saw it back then, like, once, maybe twice. Then we watched it last year. Uh, mm -hmm. before realizing, like, oh, this could be an episode. How fun. Yeah, you know what I had seen, though, was the Elizabeth Taylor Richard Burton shrew with Michael York. Like, obviously, I had, oh, by this course, point in my life, seen course. that multiple times. Right. This like is, a real zeitgeisty kid. Yeah, this is a loose adaptation of Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, this was really hot to do. I mean, I guess I still do it in terms of these, like, very loose adaptations mm -hmm. of these classical works. It's also that weird Othello adaptation. Oh, oh, I didn't see that. Set in a, like, I think it was either yes. high school, prep school, or college. It was high school. Also with Julia Stiles. She she, she was crushing. She's also in that Ethan Hawke Hamlet as Ophelia. She could not get enough of the Shakespeare adaptations. But not the text. Except in Hamlet. In Hamlet, it's it's the oh, text. Oh, see, I never saw that either. Oh, yes. Ethan Hawke, he's famously doing the to be or not to be speech while walking through a blockbuster down the action aisle oh. as TVs show explosions. <laughs> <laughs> no. There are there's some good things about that Hamlet. That that scene's not one of them. Just watch watch <laughs> Richard E. Grant do it in With Nail and I. Like watch him do oh, watch sure, him sure. do oh what a piece of work as a man. But we ain't talking about that Hamlet. We talking about that Tim about that Tim 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 about that, that shrew. shrew. Tim about that shrew. <laughs> All about that shrew. About that shrew. No trouble. Um. So here's a brief-ish synopsis, and we're going to try to actually keep this brief. So as we said, it's pretty much Taming the Shrew. We have Padua High School where uh, sisters, Kat and Bianca, uh, Bianca, you know, she wants to date. She's not allowed to date until her older sister, Kat, does. So uh, there's both the D-bag Joey Donner who wants to date Bianca, and there's sweet Joey Gordon-Levitt as Cameron, new to the school, who wants to date Bianca. You're going to give Joseph Gordon-Levitt his name and not Andrew Keenan? 
Andrew Keegan. Ke- yeah. Oh, oh I'm. So, you know what? I, I'll give him his his actual Sorry, name. I went Andrew straight Keegan. to Andrew Keenan Bolger, who is a Broadway sure. guy, and I I can. Fl- there's no world in which the two should no. be conflated. But I was wow. thinking Wheel of Fortune rules. So it was like Andrew Keenan Thompson. It's like they're both like the answers <laughs> to obscure Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune questions. Uh, but no, they all these people want to date Bianca, and so the the scheme is that Cameron and his new found friend Michael Ekman, the great David Crummeltz, are like we got to get someone to date the older sister so you can date bianca and they get d-bag joey donner andrew keenan andrew keegan <laughs> to pay heath ledger's patrick verona to take out cat hilarity ensues of course and it, so do feelings and feelings there's some great relation between julius julia styles chemistry with both heath ledger and with her sister played by larissa olnick alex mack herself come on uh are so good there's yeah. so many great up and coming actors who like they're either either this is their first movie or one of their first movies and it like launched so many careers it's really wild um it's all great and it all of course works out in the end uh that's a brief enough synopsis i think you've probably seen the movie if you're listening to this and if you haven't you get the gist you know they they uh they dance they kiss they go home happy what do you what do you what do you what do you need what do you want what do you what do you you need to know there's some conflict it gets resolved it gets resolved uh but yeah initial thoughts amy joe and 10 things ahead about you your thoughts this go around watching it it's so charming like when i was a teen like we were saying i was very averse to teen comedies right. uh, because i was just like as previously mentioned on many episodes a snob same 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 and so <laughs> it's good to be back um so i i think i watched it and enjoyed it but it was one of those things that i was like ashamed to admit that not ashamed to admit that like cuz it was based on shakespeare so mm-hmm. it was like nerdy enough but like watching it now like, come on, these kids belong together. <laughs> Look at all that hair. Oh, his Heath Ledger's hair. Heath Ledger's hair and Julia Stiles' hair. Oh, sure. Come on. Some great hair acting. Oh, great hair acting. And it looks so well. And then we have Larissa Olnick, which like that is the most 90s, the tendrils, the clips. I was just like, oh man, this is taking me back because I did all because I did not have Julia Stiles hair because I don't mm. have that texture. Mm. Mine's very straight and heavy. But like I had that kind of like just shoulder length that would like flip out and I would, of course, I would like pin it back and have my little tendrils on either side The I think the first wrote a note I wrote on this, which is one I've written on previous films is boy, was it ever the 90s? Oh, this is this. It's 1999. We ain't making it to the aughts. This movie is got its claws dug into the 1990s. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, also great hair acting. For the great Larry Miller, looking at that uh, commercial for hair plugs. So great. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, what what was it that, maybe it's when you and I were watching this movie last year together that I was talking about Andrew Keegan, because you're like, wait, who's this guy kind of other right. than in this movie? And I was like, this is the middle daughter's boyfriend for two episodes of Step by Step. It's this guy. He wasn't like even in that much, but he had such <laughs> tremendous such impact wow. on the gills of my generation and i guess he was on party of five i believe he, you're he, talking he had to some, me like i've seen that show he had some big show that he was on for a lot of he was apparently yeah. also in the movie camp nowhere which i did see as a ute but i don't remember where a bunch mm. of kids run a camp with the help of barely paying attention christopher lloyd mm-hmm. uh as the character not as the actor he christopher lloyd's always paying attention as the actor that guy's always working he's always working love that christopher lloyd uh great any other any other 
thoughts first before we get into casting? This is a really lovely um, usage of all of uh, L.A.'s finest character actors in the smaller teacher roles. Allison Janney. Um, you've got Daryl Mitchell. Daryl Chill Mitchell. Ugh, I love it that it's in the credits here as well. Daryl, <laughs> he's got the Daryl Chill Mitchell. Especially because he he never plays chill characters. You no. know, he's always playing super intense <laughs> people, which uh, resonates with me as super intense performer person. Um, but yeah, Alice and Janney writing her erotica. Um, I could have done with at least. 30 more minutes of Alice and Janney. Yes. One, yes. At least one more scene least near the end. one more scene, yeah. Have and her chaperoning the, the prom. Yes, Have her there at the prom, yes, yes, you yes, know? Yes, yes, a real Betty Buckley in, in Carrie moment, you know? But, but yeah. without all the... Alice and Janney, Miss Perky also gets killed by a basketball <laughs> baseboard, swings that, down and impales Honestly, it wouldn't her. surprise me. That's probably how Miss Perky's got to go. But, um, yeah, I mean, like... I don't know the actor who was playing the sports coach detective. Oh, guy. nor do I. I did not write down that gentleman's I name. Don't think that's but, fine. but as I told you, I was like, that's a real Phil Hartman role. Oh, oh man. Yeah. And that, I, see, I don't remember it when I first saw it, but I would imagine that because the great moment where he is like interrogating this guy, you're nervous, aren't you? It's like, yeah. It's like, you've got weed on you, don't you? Yeah. Uh, I'm confiscating this. And then he walks back to his desk and he, someone has <laughs> Cheetos and he goes, I'm confiscating this too. <laughs> and as a kid, I'm just like, oh, that's funny that he's just stealing things opposed to, oh, he's stealing that because he's going to smoke that he's weed. He's got cause He's going to need some snacks. <laughs> he's going to get the munchies. Uh, it's very funny. It's very funny. Yeah. Bit. Um, the paintball scene, iconic, Classic. you know, and like a really just, just kudos to the writers for like being inventive and like the paddle yeah. boat, like great ways of like opening up the story from just the high school to other locations. And I just, it's real fun, really fun. It's a very fun movie. It's delightful. I love this, uh, these little cameos from uh, letters to Cleo throughout of uh, them being like Kat's favorite band of their, Uh the ones and then playing at the end on top of this school, which apparently uh, was an incredibly windy day. You can see her hair is going everywhere. Yeah, this lead singer was saying that, that they told us, this is a helicopter shot, and it costs $500,000 every time the helicopter has to take off. So don't fuck this up. So as they're playing, she's like, it's hard to say how far away it was at first because we were so high up in the air. But then all of a sudden, the helicopter does this dive bomb directly toward us. And we're like, is the helicopter out of control? Is it supposed to be coming at us like this? And I'm thinking, don't fuck up. Keep singing the song. Don't fuck up. It costs 100 grand every time the copter takes off. It was unbelievably scary, but it turned out to be such an amazing shot. Because that's long. It goes it circles all around. Like and then it really times. it does like come in them. for a landing at you. Oh, my gosh. Um, but it's so cool. So fun. Honestly, like I, I love we. I feel like we don't do things like that as Just much like anymore. A total stunt for no reason. No reason whatsoever. Other than like, isn't this fun? And it is. And it is. The casting directors of 10 Things I Hate About You were Gail Goldberg, Donna Morong, and Marsha Ross. Goldberg has cast such films as The Princess Diaries and the 2011 Muppets movie. Morong has also cast films such as Shanghai Nights and Gone Baby Gone. And Ross has cast such films as The Notebook, Romeo Michelle's High School Reunion, and previous episodes Enchanted and Clueless. Okay. Sly. Sly it. <laughs> That's great. So let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance, and Amy Joe is hearing it, along with you, listener, for the very first time. Mm. Let's kick it off with Cat. 
Amy Jill, your thoughts on Julia Stiles and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? This is a beautiful use of Julia Stiles. Great She's tremendous. Because the thing with like, here's the thing. If you're doing like a production of Shrew, it is hard. You have to have like a viewpoint if you're going to do the original play. You can't just roll it out and hope for the best. You know, you have to have kind of a lens through which you're examining it. So I think like, number one, the writers set it up very well and have made her like complicated for for good reasons and you just like you know you see this girl you know you 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 get it you know and i just think she is she's so like she's so beautiful but but she you just feel like her brain is on fire you know in a way that works really well for this character and that it's because she's also like sitting on a lot of yeah she is so active internally you can always see the wheels turning and that's why it's like it really earns her sonnet at the end. Oh yeah, of this person who gives off the appearance of, but you know, it'd be easy to have someone that's like, I'm so like pissed at everything. But it's mm-hmm. like the specific reasoning behind. All I think psychologically they do such a good job, and that she then takes that ball and runs with yes. it to explain this character. And it's not a one note like I'm just angry at no. the world. And I mean, like the scene where she gets drunk at the party, like it, like again, the writers have set it up well. But then that's those are still turns the actor has to play believably, and I think that she does a really nice job of like tracking like why she's suddenly mainlining tequila, you know. And which as I told you, which as I've told you, it uh, yes. listen if you don't know this, because then she yeah she's at this party, she's mainlining tequila because she's pissed that her sister is like going off with joey which eventually they have a great scene where she reveals that she used to date joey for a month like two years ago wound up sleeping with him not being okay with it and like i'm not i'm too not ready for this yet and he broke up with her when she wouldn't continue to bed him right and so she said if you tell anyone that we had sex i'm gonna tell all the girls on the cheerleading team about your tiny penis uh but so She's mainline tequila, gets up on a table and starts dancing. And apparently this scene of her dancing on this table is what landed her <laughs> save the last dance, which is fantastic. It is, especially when you watch it and you're like, I mean, she clearly like can move, but I wouldn't watch this and think like, get her into Juilliard. <laughs> uh, well, someone did. Someone did. Hey. But um, yeah, she's so great. So uh, the director said, most of the girls came into audition wearing sexy clothes. Julia came in wearing baggy pants and a t-shirt, hair up in a bun. She wasn't working the look how pretty I am angle. When she shook my hand and looked into my eyes, I was struck by a depth and maturity. This combined with her poise was formidable. She was 17 when filming this. I will say the... I think the like stripped down look works so well for for the character, but I was shocked at the lack of intense eyeliner on anybody because oh, I'll tell you yeah. as as a non goth, as someone who never was I ever a goth, but like it was just a look in the late nineties, like full oh, yeah. raccoonize yourself and like use a strong. I remember having a conversation with a. With a sweet, straight male friend of mine, we're just like talking in choir and he's like, oh, are, are you wearing eye makeup? And he wasn't being like <laughs> cute about it, I, but I had literally black eye pencil completely around my eyes and like a ton of mascara. I just thought girls' eyes did that. But I think you probably did. It was it was very sweet. It was like a little tech guy, you know, but just like, oh, are you wearing eye makeup? I was like. Dude, you too could look like a raccoon if you tried. That's like the scene in Sing Street where the girl, when they're doing the music video, the girl shows up and she's like, now you might not realize this, but I'm wearing makeup right now. And she is the most intense, full beat that you could possibly imagine. It's so good. It's very that. (laughs) So I will say that was one thing that I felt like was less 90s about it. I was like, I do feel like 
at least someone if it's one of the sisters should have had the the dark eyeliner um it feels like a maybe they tr- they tried it on and julia it styles and they were like this is distracting like we're, we're just want to be able to focus on her she has such expressive eyes that's you know true. that's true um but yeah i think i think she's fantastic i i will say a lot of the people in this film made it hard to think of alternate casting because it feels so correct oh yeah i think it's fantastic and because casting. they clearly built they sculpted some of the role around who they cast then, you know? Yeah. And a lot of was like things that they had, um, that they were bringing to the table, uh, including not even her within her role, but, uh, originally the famous, probably one of the scenes this movie's best known for is Heath Ledger singing. Can't take my, my eyes, eyes off, off of you. you on the bleachers. Iconic. Yeah. So good. It was supposed to be, I think I love you by the Partridge family. I think I Hello. love you, but what am I so yep. afraid? But it was already being used in Scream 2 <laughs> for a very similar effect. Jerry O'Connell singing it in the lunchroom yeah. to like get Neff Campbell, like, give me another shot. And they're already using that. So Julia Stiles is the one that suggested can't take my eyes off you. It's so great. Such a great pick. So delightful. When especially for a to then have a marching band. That, yes, that's what you want. Yeah. Uh yeah. Also, surprisingly great comedic, ti- physical com- comedic timing from Julia Stiles when she's drunk and she keeps like oh my fall- almost falling over. When she drops her hands, gunk, gunk, and like oh, goes, we both burst. Oh, I, out I wrote down the line because that's why. I, well, you know what they say. <laughs> and so her, she gives the best like dark face where her face, it looks like all the muscles just go relaxed. And it is so funny. I made us watch it again. Uh, so who would you cast if, if you had to? She's so good, but if you got to cast someone yes. else. Okay, so my number one with a bullet. Like once I thought oh. of this, I had actually a really hard time. I have a, I have three choices, Great. two of which are more of the time. But my number one with a bullet, which would not be now, but a few years ago, is Zoe Kravitz. Mm. Just think, who is the coolest yeah. person around? Thinking of yeah. her in High Fidelity in oh, particular, yeah. where you're like, She's just contains multitudes and like you could perceive her coolness as aloofness when it's really just like sitting on top of so much, you know, and she's just such a badass. I was just like, no, I want to see that. My (laughs) other thoughts were more of the time. And this first one might be a bit too extreme given like how we (laughs) how we know this actor, but Faruja Balk. Oh, of course, came to mind. (laughs) Speaking of black eyeliner, um, (laughs) the crafts for Rouge Bulk. But she's so great. Just thinking of her also in like Almost Famous and all of that. Like, I think that she actually would be really interesting. She just tends to play like um, more of a a secondary character at this point in time. But I do think I do think she's got the good. Um, And then my other thought, which I actually do really like this for the time as well, is Christina Ricci. Mm, I dig that. I was I was thinking of Cena Ricci. And then for whatever reason I was like, but I don't know. I feel like there was a t- like she grew when she grew out of Wednesday Adams that just wasn't Sure. The, I mean I think that she's really I that I personally have seen did her you grow up again. watching now and then. Oh, see I didn't. See I did. I did not. I, okay. I feel like I mean, yes, the there is something it's that funny thing, right? When you have like a deadpan child that doesn't read the same as a deadpan teen, yeah. you know? Sorry, I thought for a second you just said, like, when you have a dead child, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, hmm. When you have a child who plays yeah. dry and deadpan right. quite well. Um, but she does have, like, you know, a, a kind of a, she has an edge 
and she has an understanding of how to play that. And I do think that it is kind of in her, her pocket. So, but what I think is also interesting and fun about Julia Stiles is her look is so like Cali surfer girl chill that it actually works really nicely because it's just not what we expect. Whereas like mm. someone like a Faruja Balk is like, I think probably more what you would like think we're going to do a Taming of the Shrew teen adaptation. Who do we want? Right. Julia Stiles is getting her, her, her bad reputation as she plays at the beginning of the movie, which is a great moment of all mm-hmm. the girls like bopping out. I forget what song they're like. Some other like super 1999 song is yeah. then she like rides in and her she's blasting Joan Jett. Uh, it is that it's like you could see her and be like, Oh yeah, I'll come up and go talk to this girl. And you're like, yes. oh, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. Yes. I'm getting yeah. eviscerated. She's not, she's not doesn't have the shield of eyeliner, like right. black clothes and eyeliner and like screw you yeah. combat boots. She's just dressing as yeah. she dresses, which I think is great. I think and it's she's so... like, I just have opinions. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, spooky opinions. <laughs> oh, burn the witch. <laughs> uh did you have a did you say your three? Those Fru- were all three. Fru- Christina Ricci, Fruja Balk, and Zoe. Oh, Kravitz. Christina Ricci, of course, of course. Great. So I did have some people that I thought of. I think Julia Styles is perfect. These are all people, which is kind of crazy to me, around the same age. So between 17, who would have been either 17 at the time of filming or 20, up to 21. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty reasonable. Of course. And props to this movie for casting really close to the actual age. The actual age. I think Gabrielle Union is, was 25, and that was the oldest cast member. Wow, she still looks. <sighs> God, forget skin, about it. Forget skin. about it. Forget about uh, it. So Rachel McAdams would have been 20 during I filming. I did think of Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Also great. Yeah. And I'm like, Mean Girls was only four years after but this. I also thought of her Time. for Bianca. Sure. You're you're so right. I think she, I think she could have done either. I think mm-hmm. she'd have been great. Uh, Zoe Saldana. Oh, would yeah. have been 20 claire danes been 19 i like now that's i see that coming off of rnj i think but see she's much more we've we're used to seeing her in her youth with a softness <laughs> and a demureness rnj Beth in little women famously sure, sure. My you know fragile life, i suppose but i could see it i could see it you know who's the exact same age as julia styles stephanie beatriz what i know oh my god oh what my god. is time well it's as and uh but stephanie beatrice great choice same and also same age is emily hampshire aka stevie on schitt's creek because <laughs> this is just a when people hit you know some no, people uh, no, hit just, when they're 17 and some it takes another brain. 15 years yeah um, i mean like scar has been making movies since what nine years old and so like ghost yeah. world how old is she in ghost world like 17 I mean, forget Ghost World, like the Horse Whisperer, and you know, in like know, the early nineties, like she was a she kid. Hit, you know, yeah, sure, that's like two thousand one. Yeah. Um, but she was in like you know, but she was like seventeen or something. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. probably around that. Yeah, I mean, look at Joey Gordon Levitt. Well, he was already a child star at this time. Oh, Third Rock, we watched Angels in the Outfield. In the outfield. Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. We watched <laughs> that VHS in the clamshell case. Um, but yeah, Stephanie Beatrice, Emily Hampshire. I think that these would be interesting takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clea Duvall. I think similar to Feruza Balk yes, yes, is yes. coming on strong, but I'm like, I, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Now I'm thinking like a young Natasha Leone. Oh. I'm not mad about that. I am mad about that one bit. Uh, so as for the people who were actually considered who wanted the part, and I'm unclear on if they actually read or not, was Larissa Olenek. Sure. I can see how she would be like, I'm going to do something. Everyone's going to want to play Bianca. And, you know, she was Alex Mack. She had those backward baseball caps. That's some attitude right there. 
<laughs> I watched so much Secret World of Alex Mack. Oh, I watched it on for some reason. It just made me think of uh, oh, I forget which actor it was that did it, but the cover of Dunstan Checks In, where this the young girl, and she's got the backwards denim cap. Not Dunstan Checks In, monkey, monkey trouble, oh, monkey, monkey business, trouble. monkey business, yeah. monkey business. Well, that's uh, what's her face? What it is? What's her face? Oh no, wait. Or am I thinking? No, oh, I'm, what's I'm, her face? I'm mixing up other what's her face. I'm mixing yes. up that movie with Andre with the seal because I think Andre <laughs> is the one with the girl who plays Mac on Veronica Mars. And is like the lead female yes, in Napoleon Dynamite. That's the seal one. But I forget who's in the monkey. It's not Mara Wilson. Monkey trouble. No, it's not Mara but Wilson. It's someone. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to look this up because now I'm like, maybe did Mac do? Do uh, now I'm forgetting the actress who played Mac's name. Uh, time it robs us of me of all my uh, you know my data my my movie data that is not important. Uh, is it monkey trouble or monkey business? Monkey business. No, that's that can't be right. Let's try Monkey Trouble. I think Monkey Business might be from the fifties. There's you're right. so many monkey movies. Thora Birch. Thora Birch. Oh. I knew it was someone who grew up to do things we saw. Thora Birch. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but she's got the backwards baseball cap. She's got the backwards baseball cap. Oh, that tagline. Like, he's cute. He's cuddly. He's a klepto. Oh my god. What well, would you do if the pet you wanted most was one of America's most wanted? How could it be America's most wanted for being a kleptomaniac? Oh my god, they're gonna like shoot this monkey on sight. America's <sighs> most wanted, and like, maybe it's only America's most wanted mo- monkeys. America's most wanted primates. Oh no, wait, are we, we're primates. That doesn't. We are. Pro- well, so are mo- so are monkeys. I know, but I'm saying if yeah. it was still America's most wanted primates. Oh, I see. What you're saying. I still don't think this monkey should be making the the top the cut. Top. I think there's, you know, at that point, like <laughs> BTK was still wanted. You know, I think uh, <laughs> I think there were bigger fish to fry. I don't know. Maybe this klepto monkey. Was the Zodiac was killer say, all along? We still haven't gotten that. Confirmed. That's why we can't decipher the, all these ciphers. <laughs> it's just it monkeys going, just throwing shit. Trying to write Hamlet. He's trying to write Hamlet, uh, and instead he murdered so many people. Uh, oh man, that's our first episode back. And we're, we're coming on strong. <laughs> so whoever's still listening, <laughs> Eliza Dushku was considered for. That makes for Gap. sense. That makes uh, sense. That makes so much sense because she's coming off of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sure. She was huge on, uh, and, and the, a year later she would be in Bring It On, which would be her teen yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, breakthrough, uh, breakthrough. Uh, Katie Holmes was considered the Disney execs wanted her. Because Dawson started in 1998, well, and they were like, throw anyone Dawson's in Dawson into River this movie. River kids are mentioned in the film by Larry they Miller. They sure are. Um, she's so much more Bianca. What are they thinking? She would actually be a really good Bianca. She'd be a lovely Bianca. I could Bianca. so see that. I'd absolutely see For that. For some reason, that just made me think because of the Catwoman of it all, or the Batman uh, heroines, oh, Batman that Begins. Anne Hathaway actually would have made it. Oh, like, at that point in time, yeah. she was doing much more Bianca, but I actually think she would have had an interesting cat yeah, I mean, offer. you know, that Princess Diaries is only, I think, two years away. Yeah. Which is wild. I th- it's literally because of the, the, the gap decade between divide. one is... I know, is that Princess Diaries feels like so much I know. later well, than 10 Things I Hated me, About You. I know, I graduated high school and started college in 2001. So, like, for me, the, the millennium divide feels like a bigger divide than it is yeah. um, in, my, in my brain. <laughs> in, yeah, brain. I'm like... Katie Holmes, no, no, no. Get her Dawson's co-star, Michelle Williams. Yes, much better. Probably also better as a Bianca, yes. but I could see her as the but cat. But better than Katie as cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, in 1999, Katie Holmes instead had the movies Go and Teaching Mrs. Tingle with Helen Mirren as a taskmaster teacher who I think some students are planning to either play a prank on or possibly kill. Describe my face. Um, Grumpy, sad, and confused. All in one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going for extraordinarily puzzled. 
yeah. written and directed by Scream writer Kevin Williamson. Huh. Huh, indeed. Rachel Lee Cook auditioned for the role of Kat. Yes. And instead, uh, 1999, she had She's All That. Right. Is that is that like a Twelfth Night adaptation? No, it's a Pygmalion adaptation Pygmalion. because she's Again, got glasses and her hair's back I and knew she's there got was paint a on her. And I knew that it was loosely based on And uh, Paul Walker bets Freddie Prince Jr. is like, I bet you can't turn that ugly, ugly, atrocious 1999 Rachel Lee Cook into a halfway decent looking person. And he does. But similar to this movie, it's, it's a bet. Yeah. Although that movie you get. Like they, they're dropping an f bomb with the the line. It's like, is that all I was? A bet, a fucking bet. Uh, and I could use an f bomb in this movie. Yeah, Heath Ledger. Uh, no, Julia Stiles. You want a real like? No, you, fuck you, you to, to Heath well, Ledger. Well, instead we get Larissa Olmec punching the hell out of him. I mean, that weekend. is so good. It's so it's good. And she's so when good. the camera turns around and we see her and she's just there like, <gasps> but it's. Very satisfying. That's for making my date bleed. That's, That's for my sister. sister. And, and this is for it. me. Right in the balls. And the, the best is that when it's like the like the the crane shot is like pulling up and he just takes his little fists because he's bunched up in the ground and goes, ooh, and like shakes <laughs> That's his a hands. Really funny little reaction. That's very funny. <laughs> uh, and Kate Hudson was offered the role, but her mother, Goldie Hawn, did not like the script and forced her to pass. I did Kate Hudson crossed my mind because of the hair. Um, just because almost I'm famous, thinking still Bianca. I'm getting a lot of Biancas. Yeah, but but on I oh, I can't tell you how many times I watched Almost Famous between like my senior year of high school, and my freshman year of college, just a year after this. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is Penny Lane is much more of like a cool girl, you know? Sure. And, and so sure. I see I see if that's how she's pitching herself, if that's what she's bringing into audition rooms at the mm, time. So insofar okay. that she gets almost famous, yeah. then that's the vibe that she's bringing in for this. She's not, you Ooh, know, you, giving you, like. Drew Barrymore, who is like a few years earlier, would have been a great Bianca because she's just giving you like, yeah. I, I'm no longer like I was in, <laughs> you know, in my teens. Right, right. Uh, let's move on to Bianca. So, Amy Jo, your thoughts on Larissa Olniak and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? She's very good. I mean, I also think this is one of the least uh, exciting roles. Right. And I do feel that way about the role in the Shakespeare as well. Um, yeah. But maybe that's a hard because I'm not interested in ingenues. Yeah. But I think the scene where she is in the car with with Cameron, um, with Cameron, Joey G, Joey G, <laughs> um, and he's like, "Are you always as selfish?" And she's like. Yes, you know, I th I thought like that was yeah. really nicely layered. I think she plays it nicely. It's just like not as fun and showy a part. It's true. I think she's fine in good layers within like that totally. scene. Within that scene with Julia Stiles, like confessing, That's like, "Hey, great. this is why I did this." Like for you, and her reaction is just like, "So you never told me." Like you yeah. just like she's pissed, and it's like such a more fun reaction totally. than this just to be a like, "Oh my god, thank you." Yeah, now I we're best friends. Any any issues i have with that are less with the performance and more with like yeah she's just not a super compelling character but i right. do think she plays it really well i think the one thing that could have helped the character is if she had accidentally gained superpowers and could turn herself <laughs> into a puddle and make electricity yeah. shoot out of her fingers wow. and had that super strength and whatever other powers alex mack had in that secret Gee, secret world of hers getting this idea <laughs> watch so much yeah uh, but who so who'd you cast you got to cast someone else who yeah. are you going to well we've already mentioned a number of True. people who would have been like appropriate for it and and a lot of my my let's hear some people who are that incredibly inappropriate oh okay so larry uh, miller instead of bianca i was gonna say james gandolfini oh um, hey i'm hey i'm here for it i'm bianca. here for it um uh, 
Hey, uh, I just want to date that Joey Donner. He's such a, he's such a cute guy. Hey, uh, oh. take, take me off with some gabagool, Joey. <laughs> you love saying gabagool. It's a great word. It is it's a, a fantastic word. word. Oh, my. I, I had to watch. Uh, I, w- I was working on. Uh, Tony Soprano loves the gabagool. It hey, makes sense. It does. I, I was watching a video for a, a, like learning dialect for a client who had to do like a North Jersey accent. And I was there was some video that started autoplaying that was like in a North New Jersey restaurant. Like, mm-hmm. do you know how to pronounce the Italian words appropriately? For, and they're just like getting patrons it was just very funny to hear how they're pronouncing like mutz versus like you know ah that's the pasta fajoul you know it it was just like oh this is i don't this is a lot going on here um all right so for bianca this i don't love this one Mm -hmm. but it's fine great neve campbell nev campbell nev campbell sure it it works she's not she's definitely not a cat for me you know um uh, a, a much more recent one that I think would be very interesting is Dakota Fanning. Um, oh. She is kind of in between the two, depending on what age we're talking. But sure. like, I'm just saying, like, who are people who are sorry, not Dakota? L. Oh my gosh, L. thank Fanning. you. You know, I was working on this walking down the street, friends. <laughs> you know, it's been you, a busy time. You recommended L for one or two other things, and one other time you also said Dakota, and the first thing that crossed my mind was like. I wonder if she means L fanning instead. I definitely do. Here's Remember when thing. Dakota was like hot shit? When Dakota yes. was like this child actor that was like, yes. this girl is going to take Hollywood by storm. And then... She did that. Didn't she do that movie with Justin Timberlake that was like, what is this? Oh, wait. Which one are you talking about? Is, is that Hound? Snake Dog? or something? Snake? I don't know. No, that's, there's Black Snake moment with Christina Ricci that's and Timberlake. That's what I'm thinking. That's Ricci. Point is, I didn't see Sam it. Jackson. No, she's... In yeah, she made a few weird, weird choices. Yeah, and I don't she's know. in the Twilight movies. I for some definitely reason. mean L. I definitely mean the better actor. I could so see L. Yes, because she is great at that kind of like we're just gonna make the best of this and and come on, you know. Sure. But I, also, she'd yeah. be an interesting cat. But I do think it depends on the age we're talking for Elle, her. Elle Fanning as Bianca and her, uh, the great co-star Nicholas Holt as Cameron. Look, don't think I didn't think about it. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, Natalie Portman for the time. Oh, sure. You know, sure. And she was around. And then another, uh, she was around in that Star Wars. She was doing them wars. She was dressing up like a queen. The war of the stars. War of them stars. Um, but like Garden State was like the next year or something, 2004. right? 2004, that late? Yeah. Well, Scrubs didn't start till 2001, and it took a few years before they gave Zach Braff the go-ahead to like, all right, well- Be in a movie. You can waste some money making a movie about Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) With Jackie Hoffman singing Three Times a Lady. Iconic. Um, And then my last thought- um, is Anna Chlumsky. Oh, of course. We love, and sure. we know, like, can can rock tendrils with her hair pulled back yeah. in a ponytail. I'm digging know? that. I'm digging the Anna Chlumsky of it all. Uh, one year older than Julia Stiles and Olnyak, Kristen Bell. Oh, come on. I mean, she would continue to look like a high schooler for about... Many, many years. Maybe up to two weeks ago, but... <laughs> <laughs> but and how many kids? She's had at least two delightful. children. Her, um... Her Veronica Mars is kind of a cat. It's kind of a cat. Yeah. Which is why she's so, because it's an unexpected. You're like, you you, know, she looks like a Bianca. It's actually, well, oh, like you a know cat. who else I thought of for Bianca was Amanda Seyfried. Um, oh, yeah. And But that, actually, like, the whole Veronica Mars arc is kind of going, is, is the cat arc that we just don't see from ninth yeah. grade. You know, of being, yeah, like, a party girl. Yeah, because she used to be really pop, in the popular exactly. crowd. Exactly, and then yeah. being like, I gotta change my ways. Yeah. Uh, and same age as Larissa Oniak is Bryce Dallas Howard, which oh, I think also energetically yes. is like, that's a lot of what she Very. tends to do. Yes. Uh, and so the 
other the actor who originally auditioned for Bianca was Julia Stiles. Before they clearly realized, mm-hmm. let's try you doing this the lead thing. instead. Yeah. Which I'm sure it's like I forget. Well, she's if, so young. I'm sure that was so part young. Of it. I forget if she had what, if any, film credits she had before this. But yeah, like so such a fresh face. Yeah. Um and Larissa had the secret world of Alex Mack. She was leading a, you know, a children's oh, television TV show. A few seasons worth. Uh, so let's move on to Michael Ekman. Amy Jo, your thoughts on David Crumholtz. This is, as we kind of skipped through the synopsis, he is like the guy that's leading Cameron around school, showing him all of these, like, here are the different high school cliques. Here are the cowboys and the look, white Rastas. Now that's truly terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the cowboys thing. See, I grew up in North Texas and for that click, if you will call it that, they were called ropers. Ropers. Yes, because would they carry around a lasso? Would they try to rope you? Would they rope the, the girls they took a fancy to? That that is where the name comes from, because you would yeah lasso a cow or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they were more just like people that actually like rode horses and stuff. But like I, they they rode a horse to school. This is the thing. When I moved to Colorado halfway through high school, people were like, oh, did you? And they were asking in earnest, did you ride a horse to school? And I said, sir, I lived in a suburb. No. It's like I rode a horse once at like my dad's company picnic and we rode it around a bale of hay and back like that. You're from Texas. Was your principal a horse? (laughs) Well, jury's out on that, depending on which school we're talking about. Um. But so there were a few, but they were, even in Texas, it was a small group. And it was mainly just like they would wear like tight Wrangler jeans, you know, and uh-huh. this, of course, in the age of the Janko, um, <laughs> they would wear like a tight Wrangler jean and like the button up shirts and some of, you weren't allowed to wear a hat inside school, you know, so. Oh, no 10 gallon? So, no. So there was that guy, there's that cowboy walking around the school who has like the giant hat. I was like, I never saw a roper wearing a hat like uh, that, sure. but they would Things wear Things are lax hat. in California. You're telling me, well, I mean. When we, again, when we moved to Colorado, we were shocked at the difference in dress code. Everyone yeah. could wear a cowboy hat. Not just, I mean, you could wear whatever you wanted. Like, I saw a girl my first day of high school in Colorado, and she was wearing a strapless shirt that also had, like, it, like, was open in the middle. It exposed her midriff. It was, like, a triangle shape, so you could see her belly button ring. And I was, wow. when I say I was scandalized, not because I was, like, so much, I was just like, you're allowed to do that? Like, <laughs> You would have been sent home. You would have had to put on right, a T-shirt right. like in an instant. They would have made you like, all right, you got to go home and change. Go go ride your horse back home. Go take yes. off your 10-gallon ha- hat. My horse was called my mom picking me up from school in her car. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so yes, that's that's what we called that click, the Ropers. And it was very small. And the only reason it had a name, I don't, well, maybe they called themselves that, was because it was so strange. Because we lived, mm. again, in a suburb. So the right. idea of there being <laughs> ropers in suburban, wealthy California. That would have been a great background gag. Some, someone like parking their horse. Like if you have all the, par- <laughs> in the parking lot, yes. you got all the cars and you got like just one person on a horse way in the background. Uh, not even a trailer. Just like they tie the horse up like it's a dog when they run into you a know grocery what? store. It's already so absurd and so random. Maybe a horse gets startled. And that's why Michael Ekman, getting back to old David Crummeltz, why he rides his bike over a cliff. Oh, my gosh. That's right. For that's no reason. So random as he's going riding down and then he like crashes. Then he's like, I'm OK. And everyone's cheering. And then we move on. And this as if nothing ever happened. As if we're, almost as if we didn't need this gag. 
it's just it's as if an executive was like something exciting's gotta happen here. Uh, maybe this maybe this Ekman kid almost dies. Maybe he eats it. Uh, throw him off a cliff or something. They'll love it. They'll love it. In true, is the, the comparable character? Does he almost die? I don't know. Nor they... do I. Um, but anyway, let's chat about what you thought about David Crumholtz, because I think he's so funny. It's This was one of the ones where I had a lot of trouble thinking of alternate casting simply because it's so clearly just like such a singular performance modeled to this very particular actor's skills. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. I mean, we love from Adam's family values, you know, like. He... And a lot of people from the Santa Claus. That was one of the, the big thing for me oh. growing up is he's yeah, like the head elf. Oh, of course. Of course. Wow. Okay. Um, but he's so, I don't know, for, for like, it's so interesting to see someone playing like essentially a nerdy character, but with such a different lens on it. Um, and like through through him, you know, even in Adam's Family Values, the nerd is a more traditional nerd that he's playing. Oh, yeah. You know? um, he's so funny, like him with the hair when they're getting ready for the party, <laughs> you know, and also just the whole... The whole bogey, like future MBAs kind of thing. Like that, I will say that actor they cast is bogey. Perfect. Definitely reads. Perfection. He's, yeah, but he definitely reads as like he's 30. Oh, you know, of course. I've always I, thought I, it was a teacher. I thought it was a teacher too. I think that it's must a be Nigel with the Brie. It should have been David Hyde Pierce playing <laughs> bogey. <laughs> It's it's like as, a, as as his character from in Wet Hot Frasier. American Summer. No, I'm thinking it should be a it should be a spin off or a spin off of uh it's a secret phrase it secretly takes place inside the world of Frasier. Uh huh. Uh huh. Was well, he Nigel? Is that his name? Was it? Oh no, is it he Nigel? Yes, he's Nigel. Yes, maybe he would have been Nigel with the Brie. Oh. Okay. Well, no, because Nigel does run in first in front of nah, all the kids. You do see enough. someone running in with a blade of brie. So much for my, yeah. so much for my theory that this secretly took place inside the world of. You Frasier. had been suggesting that you know uh, John Lithgow should be in this movie in the in the uh, Larry Miller role. You know? He'd have been great if they couldn't have gotten Larry, Larry Miller's perfect. If they yes. couldn't have got him, I could so see John Lithgow in okay. that role. Would have been yeah. great. Would have been great. Um. So anyway, I think he's so wonderful. I think it's so hard to. F- think of anyone else for this because everyone else i can think of this you just have to like change the vibe and that's fine you know so the first person on my list is someone who it's strange because i think of him as more of a nerd right but he i think lives in the space in between like a patrick and a michael yeah but i could easily see him being this kind of nerdy character because he's such a goof uh michael Sarah. oh yeah of course i think weirdly he played for a while this kind of he'd have been cameron i know but to me he's more of a weirdo than that like you know the lucentio you know yeah i just i just to me he reads as a little more off kilter would be fun in this like but he's also like probably was too big of a star um to i mean not at the time you know but i'm like if if this came along when he was like the right age yeah i mean this is made like in two made in 2005 like he's right there in the middle of arrested development like i i I see it yeah i think think he'd be very funny and the other (laughs) the other option which again be very different and would have had to be like many years ago but uh, and would be very different but i think hilarious is william jackson harper Oh, of course. Because, of course. Again, he's going to bring a different energy to that, but so funny. And But you also want, the thing is that you want someone in this part who is like a nerd, but not a loser. You know, right, it's someone right. who who is just like, doesn't quite have a, a place, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, because he's been, you know, expelled from the future MBAs, you know? So you <laughs> right. also need someone who you believe would be a part of that group of the future MBAs. <laughs> yeah. Um. So here are my thoughts. These are all around the same age. So this this guy, same age as 
Julia Stiles, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Olin Yuck at the time. So 17 years old, Ben Schwartz. <gasps> old Jean Ralphio himself <sighs> of Parks and Rec. I love. I would kind of like, I, these, these two guys, both 20 in the time they would have been filming, Bill Hader and Nick Kroll. Oh, Okay. I just want really you, all you want is a guy that's going to be a comedic killer because yes. that's what this this guy has you just so much going to be funny who can kind of occupy this in between kind of space and 21 at the time is a young Bobby Moynihan these are all people that are oh. too young in the sense that like they they, I don't, they, they weren't hit, no, they hadn't no. even hit I don't even know if they were there auditioning for like things Bobby Moynihan was like still doing uh, um upright citizens brigade shows when sure, I was sure. in New York and like the mid 2000 so like he he had not right he obviously right. wasn't on snl yet but you right know. but um those are all energetically very different from david crummel's but i think would give a really interesting read oh yeah yeah yeah. uh so as far as people who were up for michael ekman the one person who said in interviews that he had his kind of pick to like what am i going after in this movie and he was originally trying to gun for ekman as he found him much more interesting than the role of cameron was joseph gordon levitt mm-hmm because the guy is a comedic killer. He is. Because as we know from watching Third Rock from the Sun, oh, at a very early age. Oh, you can sell a one-liner. He's so funny. So, so funny. I can see how that would be more interesting You to want him. the one with the jokes, but you're like, no, no, this is going to do great yes. for your career. And he was still so funny. That's the yeah. thing is when you get an actor who is very funny in a role that's like maybe more of a light comedy kind of role, you can still, you can come across making it funnier than it is. Yeah. There's and still, there's still so, enough meat. He's like, even at such a young age, he's so handsome, you know? So yeah. it's like, put him in that, like, leading young man category. Yeah, that's totally. Course, that surprises me. Not at all. <laughs> and speaking of leading young man category, finally, Amy Joe, we got to talk about Patrick, a.k.a. Heath Ledger. And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? And that's a real emphasis on had to. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. No. I don't know if you can get better than this. No, you can't. I have one thought and it's just kind of fine. But um, anytime I see him at anything, but particularly something like this, it's just like the loss seems so tremendous. Yeah. Like just talent and like charisma just like leaping off yeah. the screen. And just... Dark Knight was 2008. So that was nine years, nine years of movies that we got from him. Oh, my God. And that's it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just like what a star. And not just because like there are some people who and we've talked about, you know, some people who it's like, well, they just like look amazing on camera and and like their their eyes or their eyes do something. Right. He's just so good, like with everything. Like it's not just that he's beautiful and the camera looks good. I love right. that whole thing about like <laughs> she likes pretty guys. I was like, you're you, saying this. You're saying to one I'm of the, not pretty. One of the prettiest. Look at this angel. <laughs> look at the dimples. I think I said that when we were watching. I was like, look at this to this angel. <laughs> um, but oh my gosh, he just oozes like charisma. And th- th- again, the um the scene on the bleachers oh. when he is just clowning. The little just, kicks. Ah, uh, the little kicks when the security guys have them. He just and runs the down big, and spanks like, the one. The big like jump, uh, like dance move that he's doing yeah. is just so good. <laughs> he's incredible and he's beautiful and just like no wonder this was like all right, you will do everything now. Yeah. He really sells it in a way that you do have, especially in that last, the third act of the movie. You're kind of having them have to do a lot of the heavy lifting in yes. terms of like okay, of when. He's now fallen for her, of like when he's still accepting money to go out with her, of like when is he, of like how he well, feels. And he doesn't have a lot of language around that. Yeah. It's all being sold by 
is acting. He's I I would be curious to do an actual line count to see how many lines he actually has in the film because there's a lot that you are just mm-hmm. watching him mm-hmm. when he doesn't, especially like the first twenty minutes where he does not speak right. much, uh, and he does so much. He's doing so much. Yeah, because he was a star. He was just right out of the gate. He was a star. Yeah. Oh, it's sad. That one. That was you know. That was a celebrity that, that hit me like really hard because I mean it was so shocking, but also just because like you know I I felt like I came of age when he was like coming. It it's just like a weird thing like when it hooks to something that's more like in your youth, you know. Than, sure. So anyway, um, my one other thought is maybe Cabin in the Woods era Chris Hemsworth. Oh. Then you don't have to even yeah. change the Australian lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just thinking of like, who's someone that's charming and kind of a, a hunk that also you could like, right. I feel like he, he's, he's very charming. I feel like he would, he would carry it off, but I, totally I, see I, that. I, I could see the, one of the other Chris's Chris Pine. I, I also did also think, think of Chris real Pine. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned that about the Aussie accent. Cause the producers were worried about that. They're like, we think we maybe should lose that. Have but they seen Greece? Apparently not. Cause, but the director said he felt that it made, patrick dangerous and sexy yeah and it's like yes yes it others him in a way that they don't have to actually do anything they get it for free literally for free because he's coming in with it they don't have to pay someone to teach him how to talk like that yeah apparently they were having trouble casting this role and then he came in and read and the director said literally the instant the door closed behind him i said i have never wanted to have sex with a man but if i had to have sex with a man (laughs) that would be him hire him right now (laughs) Hire him. <laughs> uh, says your your one other. Thought. Yeah, I I was just yeah. like I was stuck. Yeah, here here are other people born around the same time. If mm-hmm. you had to get someone else, that's I mean it's perfect. Born the same year, Oscar Isaac. Really? I know. Oh wow. I know. Uh, Lee Pace oh. would be around the same age yep, then, yep. which I'm like maybe tall drink of water. Long before he was famous, but a, a, a young Jason Momoa. I can see that. I haven't seen him in enough to feel. Uh, sure. I haven't heard him talk on screen enough. Sure, sure. Looks wise, check, check. Yeah. And I think someone who also is like about to blow up and kind of some, somewhat energetically similar to me is Ryan Gosling. Oh, interesting. That I could see Ryan Gosling being the like, yeah. he's the person who's also, he's playing with the fire. He's like, yeah, I'll dr- I'm going to drill a hole in your book. And you're like, don't, this guy don't mess with. And you're like, oh, no, you're a real softy. Like, you're just yeah. like, you just want to be left alone. It's so funny because, again, I've only ever seen him in, like, one movie. In La La Land. In La La Land. So I don't have, so to me, I just <laughs> gotta, see, like. We got to watch some more Ryan Gosling movies. I just, just see, a like, a like different a perspective wiry, like, I'm just a guy. Like, that's kind of, <laughs> and I understand that people have different experiences of him. You know, uh, speaking of La La Land, uh, this movie was made in, like, uh, 2008, 2009. If this maybe a decade later, a 2009 t- taming of this, uh, Emma Stone is cat. Yeah, that's come that's, on. That's beautiful. Come that right there. That's beautiful right there. <laughs> that's, that's gorgeous. That's gorgeous. Uh, as for actors who were actually considered for Patrick, the Disney executives really were trying to encourage this director to take a look at all the kids from that Dawson's Creek. And they were really inferring that he should hire Katie Holmes and that cute guy from Dawson's Creek, which I assume means James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Could mean Joshua Jackson, but in terms no, it of means James Joshua Jackson, Anna Patrick, Joshua Jackson could have been a Cameron. Yeah. But James Vanderbeek 
I would have been Patrick. I never saw Dawson's Creek, so I have literally, literally nothing to I don't know what's going on in the this. creek. All I know about that creek is, is that at one point he cries and it looks really embarrassing. Right, because there's a meme. There was a meme about it. There still is. Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess it's still a... I guess it's not the hottest meme nowadays, but you could still use oh, it people, if you want. people use it's it. It's still good. Just, uh, you know, dust, dust it off. It's still good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. No, 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 no. Well, I was just going to say, like, I don't know. And I'm going to say to tell you, no, but I just think it's not for me. It's a no for me, dog. Dog, it's going to be a no for me as well. And that oh. sound means it's time to play a quick Yay. round of two truths and some guy. The way it works. Two of the following actors were up for the role of Patrick. One was not. And Amy Jo is to guess which is which. Hmm. Your options are Ashton Kutcher. Oh, my gosh. Josh Hartnett. <sighs> And Colin Farrell. I forgot Josh Hartnett was a person. Okay. Colin Farrell, Josh Hartnett, Ashton Kutcher. I feel like mm, this is this is really tricky. It's almost like you've gotten really good at trying to stump me. Two of these actors were considered, but one was not. I understand. <laughs> I get the rules. I'm reminding the listener it's oh, been a while in case they forget. While. Okay. I think like... Ashton Kutcher makes sense. I mm-hmm. think that 70s show was on at this time. It started in 98. Okay. So when they were casting, maybe it had just debuted. Um, maybe. Hmm. And I believe 98 is also the faculty in terms of uh, Josh Hartnett. Oh, he's in that. Yeah. I only remember Elijah Wood. Um, he's like the the bad boy who's dealing the drugs that come out of pens. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Who yes. has the really weird flirtation with the teacher played by famke jansen oh yes where she says i'm gonna ki- oh like, right. i'm gonna kick like i'm oh, gonna I shove have, my boot I, so, my foot so far up your ass you're gonna be sucking on my toes i had forgotten a lot of the faculty <laughs> i think for my own health i just like let it go truly a stunner of a line <laughs> a stunner of a, of a film really um okay okay wait so I'm going to say, I think Ashton Kutcher would have been up for it. Josh Hartnett, Colin Farrell. Those are both very plausible. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think Ashton Kutcher's all wrong for it, but I could see how they'd be like, oh, look at this guy with the long hair. He's tall. Exactly. He'll be good. And then Colin Farrell, they did end up going with a non-American. Colin Farrell, what would he have been doing around this time? You don't have to answer that. That would be cheating. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to say, oh, I, I, why do I get so invested? It <laughs> doesn't matter one bit. Win. I know, I know. Oh, I want to be right. <laughs> it's probably, probably it's the correct answer is Ashton Kutcher, but I'm going to say it's Colin Farrell. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. <laughs> as far as I can tell, Colin Farrell was not considered. This is before he kind of broke in. 2000, he was in Tigerland, this Joel Schumacher movie that introduced him to American audiences uh-huh. more, um, which doesn't mean that he couldn't have been considered. Well, clearly he was, he was making not. circuits, but, you know. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. I feel very um, excited to have won the first one, Bill. Yes, yes. And Ashton, yeah, Ashton Kutcher, Josh Hartnett, both considered. In 1999, Josh Hartnett had the version Suicides, so he mm. was in uh, more of a prestige movie this yes. year. Uh, but neither one, I think, would have been good at all. I agree. Especially compared to that Heath. Come on. Come on. Uh, so those are all the characters that I found other casting options for. There are a few characters we didn't mention, so we'll briefly touch on them. We've already talked about a lot of them. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Cameron. Kills it. So sweet. It's perfect. It's great. And I think such a good turning point for his, for his career. career. Absolutely. Uh, Andrew Keegan as Joey Donner. Uh, he's great. He's so he's very funny. He's it's very funny. And it's like 
they did such a good job of casting someone with a face like that that just feels like it has been photoshopped. Yeah. You know, like he's so smooth. And he's a model, which we didn't talk yes. about. So he's got all these like here this is my the face I make when I'm like modeling like underwear. underwear. This is my no, face I make when swimsuit. I'm modeling swimsuit. See did, the did difference? you see what I did? I, I wrote that in my notes. Wait, let me find it. I think Zoolander completely stole the gag of him having the two identical headshots where he's just wearing a different shirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's clearly, it's just been photoshopped. It's right, the same right, photo right. of him. Uh, so I, I have here, Bianca is learning about boring hot guys far earlier than most of us <laughs> did. Um, it's just like, wow, she's, she really, uh, most of us just accommodated and smiled and nodded for a lot longer before we realized, wait, I don't have to do this. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, I think he's so funny. Yeah. And it's a great use of someone who looks like that to just be in. And, and, and that r- great line reading of his in such a random moment where he's talking with her at the party and then someone is like, there's a fight. And you, it like, his mind like short circuits. It's so like, it, this has nothing to do with him. Woo! He's like, fight! Fight! And runs off to get in on it. And I'm like, you, what? This, you. <laughs> it's as though he's like, someone had been like, hey, uh, you want a million dollars? Like, who? A yeah. million dollars. It's, he won the lottery. Uh, we've got in terms of the best friend roles, we have Susan May Pratt as Ma- Mandela or Mandela, the cat's best friend who's like Shakespeare obsessed. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird role. It's a weird role. Apparently, I would say this is the biggest reach the, by the range. Well, apparently it was an even bigger reach because the original script was much darker in general, and her character was like wanted to like die to, so she could be with shakespeare so it was getting a little right. a little oof magoof uh and instead david crumbles <laughs> david is like oh come to the prom it's me william shakespeare and he comes in dressed like austin powers and i'm like he gets her like a shakespearean ish dress which i'm like sure this is renaissance fair shakespeare it's sure. fine enough his is austin powers he is dressed it is. it's like a velvet a red velvet like crushed velvet shirt with the little like the little poof um of not if he had had like a, a collar like a ruff that would have been one thing i mean it would have been too much but like instead it's just yeah it's like that like yeah as, as he said like the collar so he's oh so i can't so he can't lick his stitches eh? yeah yeah eh? <laughs> It's wild. Uh, yeah, Gabrielle Union as Chastity, uh, as Bianca's friend. No, Weird turns. I feel like we were some scenes got lost on the cutting be. room floor. It felt like I didn't. As you watch it, it's like I don't understand this friendship. You know, she makes a quick turnabout where she's yes. just there as the best friend with one of the best movie lines in my opinion, which is you know you can be overwhelmed and underwhelmed. Can you ever just be whelmed? Yeah. And then it's like, eh, no, she's not the funny best friend. Look how hot she is. Maybe she's uh, making a play for Joey. Okay. Yeah. Which that would be that uh, that would be fine if we got more of that in the first half of the movie or something. But instead, it's like we are meant to believe they're really best friends, and then yeah. suddenly it's like, and it's one thing to be like, hey, you know, you snooze, you lose, or hey, you passed, you know. But then for her to just be so nasty at the end, I was like, it's that last why? scene that really does it because yeah. her just being like, hey, you got to go home, I'm free. But it's the bathroom, like, yeah, like, we were all making fun of you. Because he was just telling everyone how he was going to nail you at prom. I was like, that's your friend. Yeah, it was weird. It It does feel strange and upsetting. Hey, you know what? We all change in high school. That's where uh, we start to become our truest selves. So really, our truest self was a jerk. It's just, it feels like sloppy writing. And unfortunate for that to be, like, the only black person with speaking lines. The only black woman. Sorry. There's there's, uh, the teacher. We got Chill himself. We've got Chill himself. But but just to, I was just like, really? This is is what we're doing? No, it's true. I agree. I agree. Uh, The 
great Larry Miller as yeah. Walter Stratford. So good. So good. So funny. The pr- him as this like uh gynecologist. Yes. Just talking about like why he's like so concerned. Or I guess he's he he delivers baby so what yeah. is that like an obstetrician right um, he's like you deliver like triplets to like a 15 year old like yeah. and you know what she said i wish i'd listened to my father like no she didn't well she would have if she wasn't so hot hopped up on dope <laughs> yep but he's got yeah like all right but you got to wear the belly like you're gonna go to this party just like so you remember the consequences the big, way that larissa oh, Olnick she, holds she her knows. arms out she's like this is a once a week thing she's oh, got yeah. her arms out like okay her face on the falls it's, it's very so good. funny so funny uh, yeah, yeah, he's delightful. Daryl Chill Mitchell. So many great lines as Mr. Oh, Morgan. He so it. funny. He I love I love a teacher that just hates one of their students. Like on film, that he just can't stand Joey. That he's just like, I don't it's like, why don't we hear what Kat was up to last week because she was drinking at the party? And he's like, unless it was beating the crap out of you, I don't <laughs> care. And it's just he can Joey cannot catch a break, nor does he deserve one. He, life gave him breaks, and then you know he what? gets a broken nose. The break is that he looks like that. He looks like a 1999 and he Andrew has Keegan. A lot of money. He's got that money. He's like, too. let me just peel some hun- hundos out of my wallet. Very true. Very you true. Know? And of course, we got Allison Janney as Miss Perky. Come on. We just need more. She's, yeah, she's in her spare time. She's working on her erotica novel, I assume. I, this can't just be for her. This has got to be, she's thinking she's, she's writing Fifty Shades of Grey up in there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but she's she's a delight. She's a delight. One hundred, a total delight. I I just it, we you know no we don't deserve her. No notes. <sighs> don't deserve her, but I always want her. Oh yes. Though you know, not a bad role for our gal Joan Cusack. Nothing ever is. She can play it all. <laughs> yeah, she'd be very funny. Uh, so final thoughts, Amy Joe. Anything we haven't touched on? Any other? I think we've touched on almost every character with a speaking line. But if there's anyone else that popped out at you, I just want to. Uh, we we didn't get to talk about one of the most ridiculous moments in the movie, which is where at the party, um, Michael comes out doing uh, Irish step dancing and just goes, Lord of the dance <laughs> as a pickup line. And somehow that does not work. He These tries, two girls are not interested. He tries a well, lot. Well, they, of they walk away. And I would, I hope this is an ad lib was him going, I should have worn the tie. <laughs> <laughs> just like, he tries a lot of things before he lands He's on, oh, this trying. weird girl who's obsessed with Shakespeare. What if I just, like, play into her mind games, yeah, you know? Yeah. You know what? You know how funny he is? It's because they, I, if I'm not mistaken, they end the blooper reel with him. With yes. the, some other cutscene because there are two of them. Him and Shakespeare girl are making out. Yeah. And then they just, like, duck out of camera. And he just pops back up and goes, uh, can I get a prophylactic? A prophylactic. Ah, and then goes back down again, and that's Just what like we end on. All of them clowning. <laughs> so you could tell, and and he talked about it. David Crumold said, like they were so tight as a cast, like they Aww. were such good friends, and all of them were like, yeah, we all. Yeah, you can tell from those bloopers. We're having just a ball. Yeah. Like that whole summer, we were just having an absolute blast hanging out, uh, which is so nice. And like Heath got to set like a few weeks after everyone else because of mm. whatever for whatever right. reason. And they're like, oh, is this going to throw off our dynamic? And he became like the leader of the group. Of course. Uh, which is so nice. So I'll end with this. During a Q&A with the screenwriters, Karen McCullough revealed where the title came from. The title is based on a diary entry I made in high school. I had a boyfriend named Anthony that I was frequently unhappy with. I made a list called Things I Hate About Anthony. And when Kirsten Smith and I decided to write this, I went through all my high school diaries to bone up on the angsty memories. And when I told her about that list, she was like, that's our title. And it turns out her ex-boyfriend likes the movie. 
Anthony is very proud of that fact, McCullough said. We're still friends today. And every now and then I'll get a random phone call in the middle of the night. My nephew doesn't believe that this title is about me. Tell him. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, I hated Anthony in high school. Amy Joe, what are you recommending this week? Well, Jeff, um, this is something that a lot of uh, listeners probably know, but probably a lot of you don't. And I just want you to share in my joy. And that is the British uh, comic panel show, Taskmaster. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So I started watching it. Uh, Well, we started watching it together like late 2020. We only got a few episodes in. And then when... When you left for the cruise, I was like, oh, let me give that another try. When you were off being a sailor on a boat, I thought, well, I Up in the crow's nest, looking with a telescope. So then I I finished that season we started, and then I just watched the rest of them. So Mm -hmm. it's it's a British panel show, which is basically uh, all... The Brits have all these amazing panel shows. You just get comedians on to, like, talk and be funny. And so this is... Some is pre-filmed and some is in studio and they have five comedians over the course of a season, which is usually like six to 12 episodes. And they have to do all these ridiculous tasks, you know, like make the biggest splash and, you know, get all these rubber ducks off of this post without like touching it with this kind of thing, which is very An excuse for hilarity yes, or just comedians to find what's the funniest way for me to go about do the this. most unexpected thing with this totally item. totally and so then you, they'll very be in studio fun, and you watch silly. it back it's so funny and i just i really strongly recommend it you can find most of the seasons on youtube um if you do watch start with whatever season you want but i would start with the first episode of that season because there there is an arc um and it's Oh, it's just a delight. And it makes me laugh. It really brought me joy during the fall um, when I binged all of it. Um, And uh, listener, I think it will bring you joy as well. So that's Taskmaster. Love it. Jeff. Amy Jo. What are you recommending? Uh, You know, funny you recommended Zoe Kravitz. It would be a great cat. I'm going to recommend a recent movie of hers, which is uh, Kimmy, which is on HBO Max. It came out like a two months or so ago uh but it's a pretty small film even though it is directed by the great steve soderbergh he keeps saying he's retired yet he keeps making movies Mm. uh but i had such a ball with it it's this very small thriller that i feel like we don't get these kinds of movies anymore these mid-budget like small thrillers Mm -hmm. uh where she where uh, kimmy is in this world like an alexa or siri and zoe kravitz works for the company having to do like anytime someone likes like kimmy like get me this and it's something there's a Kimmy doesn't understand it goes to a person to like figure out like okay why didn't it work and Mm -hmm. like to fix the bugs but while doing that Zoe Kravitz hears what might be a murder (gasps) and the plot goes off from there uh but so it's like 90 minutes you're in you're out it's like low stakes in the sense that it's a small film but high stakes in that murder uh but it's real fun it's it's Steven Soderbergh is great director Zoe Kravitz is like you're watching it you're like this girl's a star. She's such a star. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just had an absolute ball with it. So check out Kimmy on HBO Max and Taskmaster on YouTube. And that's what we're recommending this week. Da-da-da. Do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of? Email us at andalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. If you want to follow our shenanigans, go over to Instagram at andalmoststarring. Give us a follow. Give us some likes and we'll announce the week before what movie we're doing the following week. That's Right. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Joe Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred. <laughs> <laughs>